At U.S. Bank, when we say we're in it with you, we mean it. Not just for the good stuff, the grand openings and celebrations, although those are pretty great, but for all the hard work it took to get there. The fine-tuning of goals, the managing of cash and workflows, and decision-making. We're in to help you through all of it. Because together, we're proving day in and day out that there is nothing as powerful as the power of us. Visit usbank.com to get started today. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Copyright 2024. U.S. Bank. This morning on the third hour of today, super celebration. More than a million people expected to pack downtown Kansas City to cheer on the champion Chiefs. But will the team's most famous fan, Taylor Swift, be one of them? We're on the case. Plus, we're feeling the love in Studio 1A when Ziggy Marley and actors Kingsley Benadir and Lashana Lynch tell us about the new biopic, Bob Marley, One Love. Then, a sisterhood that's been baking up a delicious wedding tradition for decades. We don't ask what did the bride wear to the wedding. We ask, how are the cookies? The sweet history behind the cookie table. And speaking of weddings... We're getting married this Sunday. about a romantic vacation straight out of your favorite rom-com. We're going to show you where you can live out some classic scenes. Today, Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2024. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the third hour of today. We have our whole team yeah, back. Good morning. It's, Hello. On, Hello. it's not just it's not just Valentine's Day. It's a special Valentine's Day yes. because it's a Mike, Valentine's Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? Home day. Home day. Oh, you're going to say Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday as well. Ash Wednesday as well. Falling on a hump day. That's right. We wanted to <laughs> share a little love uh, to Chanel and Dylan, so uh, we brought a little well, something really? for you guys. Yes, we did. Cheers. Cheers. Everyone got some things they love. Bourbon and roses. All these are pretty. That's right. You want to stay tuned because by the time this gets down here, it's going to be a really interesting show. It's so fun. Bouquets and bourbon. I love that. So welcome back to you. It's good to be back. We thought maybe you were taking an extra day after the Super Bowl, but you were actually working. I was. I was down in South Carolina, back in God's country. By the way, 70 degrees and sunny yesterday outside Charleston. I was there because the Republican primary, 10 days away in South Carolina. And I had the chance to sit down exclusively with, with Nikki Haley as she campaigns in her home state. She was elected a governor twice there. She, of course, now the lone challenger remaining facing former President Trump. For the first time this week, Ms. Haley said that the former president is not qualified for office. I asked her about that. You've mentioned the former president's mental fitness, uh, but our latest NBC News poll showed that 80 percent of GOP voters, 80 percent, have minor or no concerns uh, about that. Why do you think that is? It's because, I mean, a lot of them saw when he was president, he never got an ounce of credit or a moment's peace. And they saw that he fought for them. And now they want to go back and reward him for that. What I am saying to them is, I was with you. I voted for him. But look at what he's now saying. Look at last week. He lost the case on immunity. He's now going to be citizen Trump. And he says he's going to spend more time in a courtroom than he will be on the campaign trail. Problem number one. Republicans lost the bill on the border. They lost the bill on Israel. The RNC chair lost her job. His fingers were in all of that. 
everything he touches is chaos. So she's making the case that that she alone uh, could help save the uh, save the party. It's interesting because you look at Iowa, you look at New Hampshire and where she finished there. Mm-hmm. Um, she's she's got to perform in oh, South right. Carolina. Absolutely. And she admits she knows that. It. And what if she does it? Is she going to stay in? She has said that no matter what happens in South Carolina, she's going to stay on until Super Tuesday, Super Tuesday at least. Um, and then after that, it remains to be seen. But, okay. you know, it's, it's a battle for delegates. And yeah. she points out that she has 17 delegates right now. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Is there a place for people to see the full interview? I know some people it's saw online. it earlier this we morning. We put the entire oh, interview. Good. Um, not just the edited version. Thank you. No, it was okay. a really terrific. I, I yeah. thought it was kind of interesting. You tried to press her on the fact that, you know, she raised her hand at the debate that said, you know, I will I will support the, whoever the nominee oh, is. Nominee. And it, what does she say now? She now says that he is not qualified okay. for office. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so. Okay. All right. Okay. Welcome back in studio. You're back just in time because we know that your family was rooting oh, for the Oh, it was a great Chiefs. game. Yeah. Yes, yes. Did you? Of course you guys stayed up all oh. night. You let the kids stay up all night. They stayed night. up Didn't for the post-game show. Yeah, yeah. He did. Yeah. He was worried for a while. Though. Yeah. We all it was were. a good game. Yeah. Uh, but now for the second year in a row, Kansas City will be all decked out in red. And it's not just because of Valentine's Day. Today is the Super Bowl victory parade. And, you know, the crowd could be even bigger because of one very famous fan. NBC. Jesse Kirsch is live in Kansas City. That's new. That's where we knew we'd find you, Jesse. What's going on now? Hey, good morning, guys. So we are waiting to find out if Taylor Swift will be with Travis Kelsey here on Valentine's Day. And we could see bigger crowds, not just because of the potential Swifty effect, but it's also going to be pretty warm. Temperatures are going to climb to around 60, and that's a lot warmer than what they had here last year. That's what the mayor told me. So they are bracing for the possibility of even more people than last year. Take a look. The crowd's already forming out here. We are still hours away from the start of the parade, with people already trying to get up as close as they can for a close-up look at the players. They're all out here to witness something, potentially, that we have not seen in almost 20 years. In Kansas City this morning, the new swag has been purchased, and the stage is officially set for a -a one-of-a-kind party. Roughly one million people are expected to cram these streets to celebrate the newly crowned back-to-back Super Bowl champs. And beyond seeing star players like Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, some fans are hoping they'll catch a glimpse of Kelsey's girlfriend, pop superstar Taylor Swift, who helped make 11-year-old Ryland Stouch a big Chiefs fan like her mom. Could we have a parade on Valentine's Day without Swelsey? No. <laughs> no. It's got to make the end of the love story, right? Yes. <laughs> There's no official word on if Taylor will be here. We even took the question to City Hall. Mr. Mayor, will we see Taylor Swift at this parade? <laughs> All I can say for us is we'll be ready no matter what happens. So we don't know for sure if Taylor will be here, but we did find out what she said to Travis during that post-game embrace. Thank you for making it across the way across the world. You're the best, baby. Oh, my God. The absolute best. Was it electric? It was unbelievable. And Travis's mom, Donna, feeling the love on her flight home from Las Vegas. Mama Kelsey's on board, everybody. Congratulations, Sarah and her family. Southwest Airlines naming Mama Kelsey MVP, most valuable parent. How about those That was the scene in KC after the Chiefs won the Super Bowl last year. This time around, Coach Andy Reid says he told his players not to have too much fun. That was mentioned um, a couple times, so... Uh, it's great to have fun, uh, but, you know, be smart. 
But with today's warm forecast and Swifty intrigue, the city is preparing for even bigger crowds this time around at a parade that could exceed our wildest dreams. So we're now dealing with back-to-back -back parades and titles here, three in five years. That might sound like same old story in Kansas City, but there is something different this time around, guys. Remember, we are in our Kansas City Chiefs Champs era. Another way to look at it, this one, guys, is Taylor's version. Back to you. Oh, they, are, they have something. leaned into it. So $5, what do you think? She's going to be there? No, I'll give you five I, bucks. I, I don't think so, only because she's got to get to Australia. Yeah. Right. And, I mean, they. she was there at the Super Bowl everywhere. Everywhere. Right? So. I, see, I think it's Valentine's think Day. Go. I think she's going to be there. It's going to uh. be sunny. And if Taylor sees her shadow, it's another six Super Bowl. <laughs> Uh, that's going to be great. Taylor, what's your bet? I was about to call you Taylor. Um, I think she'll realize maybe he can celebrate with his have friends his and he's going to, you know. And I also think leave. she's let him have his moment. Okay. Yeah. Five dollar right. bet. Five dollars. There you go. Five dollar. Five dollar. All right. Just ahead. Roses and chocolates and jewelry. Oh, my. We're going to be breaking down <laughs> Valentine's Day by the numbers. And then later, a lovely wedding tradition that's getting a big reception. The sweet story behind the cookie table. Oh, that's cute. Third hour of today. I'll be right back. Thomas's presents Tackling Traffic with Tom. Good morrow. Tis your reminder to savor the morning with Thomas's breakfast. And while you may not be able to control what occurs on your commute, like your horse and buggy popping a wheel and axle on the way to the schoolhouse, you can control what you put atop your soft but crunchy bagel and the toastiness of your English muffin. So do take the time to savor the morning with Thomas's. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We are back with a Valentine's Day edition of our series, By the Numbers, here to take us inside the holiday and all the ways people are showing their love. We have business and data correspondent, Brian Chung. Happy Valentine's Day. Brian, Valentine's be Day. on your studio yeah. Yeah. I, yes, you know, I, I got the heart up in here. You know, got your heart, yes. But you always understand oh. the assignment right now. All right, so let's first and foremost, let's talk about <laughs> how people are sharing their love by the numbers. Yeah, oh, and this one's a big number, 145 okay. million. That's how many cards are exchanged annually wow. for Valentine's Ooh, Day. Obviously, okay. Hallmark holiday, right? A lot of people mm -hmm. getting cards out there, writing some sweet notes. But I've got some other numbers on the spend. It's going to okay. be a little expensive. $14.2 billion spent on significant others, according to the National Retail Federation. That's expected for how okay. much is going to be spent this year. That's a record, by the way. 57% will buy candy, right? 
I have a story about this. Oh, yeah? I know we don't have time for it really quickly. So I always feel like at the last second I'm running out somewhere to get candy for the kids for the <laughs> yeah, classrooms, yeah. right? So this year, like a month in advance, I had the candy already. All okay, the things. you were ready. You know what they told me yesterday? What? We don't do candy anymore, Mom. What? Yeah. Oh. So what, what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do? So now I have all this Gift candy. cards. All right, next. Save for the next Valentine's yeah, okay, Day. Okay, go. Uh, well, we got jewelry and flowers as well. $6.4 billion expected wow. this year. $2.6 billion on flowers, wow. obviously. Yeah, well, it's expensive, right? So, okay. uh, But a lot of people blowing out a lot of money uh, for stuff. this All right, we love love, Dylan. Yeah, we do love love. Speaking of (laughs) spending money, a lot of folks going out to eat, going out to do things for Valentine's Day. Yeah, well, a lot of the spend, not just on gifts, right? It's Mm -hmm. also on the night itself. So $4.9 billion is the estimated spend on Valentine's wow. Day date night. And That's by the way, date. 32... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> expensive, huh, right, Al? Well, 32% of Americans are planning a night out. Uh, actually, that's lower than I thought. But mm. interestingly, those that are planning to go out to get a reservation at a, at a restaurant or what have you, they're doing it last minute. So Resi says 30% of them are booking it within the last 24 hours. Wow. Okay. But of course, they might be telling their loved ones, yeah, I, I had this months in advance, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, and then for those that are getting out of town, Orlando and Cancun are mm. the respective number one getaway destinations, in, uh, rather, domestic and internationally for those okay. that want to get a little bit of sun. A little warm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's let's talk about the, the dating world. Some numbers <laughs> some numbers on, on modern dating right now. Yeah, so 17%, and this might be a shock to some people, was a bit of a shock to me. These are the percentages of marriages that begin online because wow. of the, yep, yeah, obviously you have uh, OkCupid okay and then all the swiping apps you have these days. And uh, by the way, on that point, Tinder app, it's been downloaded 340 million times times. So it's very prevalent in the modern dating scene. Uh, it's but, more than the population of America. <laughs> well, it's internationally. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but when it comes to, obviously, being on the dating apps, it's not just enough just to have a profile. We also want to know about what your dating uh, kind of styles and, and discussions are like. And one of them is about spending. And 60% of people in a survey recently said they get an ick from people who have bad spending, who have bad financial habits. They say it's even worse than bad breath. Now, of course, you don't want it. Yeah, if you have both well, of them, then it's. How do you know if they have bad financial habits yeah. on a date? Well, you try to, you know, hey, like, yeah, okay. do you have a job? Where are you living right now? Or, you, you know, like, I mean, these are, <laughs> are you no, these are things you've been on. I try to figure that out on the first date as well. Uh, but look, at the end of the day, Valentine's Day, a really nice day to propose as well, which we saw recently, yes, right, just on the show. Nine million proposals, maybe nine, nine million, million and two after this morning. Very okay. cool. Okay. All right. So, love in pop culture. What, what are the numbers you got for Yeah, well, $241 million. This is for the highest grossing rom-com film, which is My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Uh, Rom-coms, by the way, I feel like have had a little bit of a a kind of down period, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although that new Sydney Sweeney Glenn Powell movie has been on the rise, so we'll see about that. Very impressive. Uh, On the books bit, right, Uh a third of fiction books sold are romance. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess there's a a lot of them. Maybe that's the reason why there's a high volume of it. Number one love song is Endless Love from the Lionel Rich and Diana Ross band out there. Yep, absolute, yeah, classic. And then 9.6% of number one hits on Billboard charts feature the word love. Oh, wow. The other 90% are breakup songs from Taylor (laughs) Swift. Exactly. (laughs) There you go. There you go. uh, What's the big number, bro? Yep. The big number is two, Uh four is better than one. All right, we'll still head a sweet <laughs> wedding tradition in one part of the country. Cookies, lots of cookies, how it started and why it's now popping up in other areas, too. Then later, we're talking about the new biopic, Bob Marley, One Love, with the music legend's son, Ziggy, and stars Kingsley Benadire and Lashana Lynch. We'll be right back. So Aww. 
We are back now with a sisterhood story behind a sweet tradition that goes back decades in the Pittsburgh area. It's called the Wedding Cookie Table. And now, thanks to social media, it is spreading to people around the country, all baking with a common ingredient, love. In Pittsburgh, you'll hear the expression that we don't ask what did the bride wear to the wedding. We ask, how are the cookies? It's a sight to behold at many Pittsburgh weddings. Hundreds, maybe even thousands of cookies ready to treat guests. Oh, it smells so delicious. Known as the wedding cookie table, it's a tradition that's been baked into the culture of this area for decades. Laura Magone, an avid baker, is the founder of the Facebook group, The Wedding Cookie Table Community. The wedding cookie table tradition is all about community. It is the celebration of a new life starting for a couple and supporting that couple and showing love through the generosity of baking. What's sweeter than the confections themselves is the sisterhood behind it. Mostly women in the family, mothers, grandmothers, aunts, and friends of the bride and groom baking cookies by the dozens and setting up intricate displays like sisters Bonnie Beasy and Barbara Petrosky. When a wedding is being announced in our family, people will come to us and say, what do you need? I'll be more than happy to bake anything you need. I love when people look at the cookie tables. You did all that? Because it is a labor of love. We like to do things for other people without being asked. We don't expect anything in return. It's in how we care for each other and nurture each other. For years, Laura sifted through the history of the tradition, which originated in Pittsburgh and neighboring Youngstown, Ohio, dating back to the 1940s. We had immigrants coming from many parts of Europe, bringing their own culture with them. And a cookie was a little bit of a luxury item. So this was definitely an act of generosity for people to bake these things and and bring them to celebrations. It's the coming together of so many cultural and ethnic backgrounds. Those roots are reflected in the kinds of treats wedding guests see today. The most popular cookie at a wedding is the lady lock, the peach cookie, the Kaufman's thumbprint cookie, gobs. Some people might call them whoopie pies, pizzelle, biscotti, pecantassies, kolache, the peanut butter blossom, the buckeye, the Linzer cookie with hearts. I could just go on for days about all the different cookies. Do you want me to keep going? The tradition has now sprinkled to other parts of the country, gaining popularity partly due to the more than 200,000 members of Laura's online community, dishing out tips, swapping recipes, and of course, posting photos of their sweet treats. More than just being a virtual community, We have activities and special causes that we support, and I think that brings people together. Like setting the Guinness World Record for the largest cookie table in 2019, 88,425 cookies to be exact or creating displays to support breast cancer or the grieving families in Uvalde. It's community coming together in the good times and the bad. Watch out for the yield to it. Today, families hope to keep the tradition alive by instilling the same spirit of kindness and generosity for generations to come. That's beautiful. Baking is a way that we show love. On Valentine's Day or any day of the year, we might just show up at your door with cookies just to let you know that we care about you. 
all baked with love. The Facebook group also holds an annual gathering they call the Cookie College. This year's event is in May, where fellow bakers can catch up, watch demos, and of course, get their hands on all those cookies. And look this at how sweet this is. Beautiful. The wedding cookie table community sent us our very own cookie table for Valentine's Day. We were kind of going through all these cookies, but this is like too many cookies to eat. If only we had some extra folks Can hanging around. Oh, everybody. producer. Bob hey. Aiden came with plates. Serious. These are good. They're really good. We made these all for you guys. You know what? You can tell a lot by a person by the kind of cookie they take. That's like true. your first cookie. What did you go with? I went with uh, cinnamon sugar. That was her nickname Cheers. in middle school. There you go. There you go. Never gets old. Happy really Valentine's Day, gang. Happy Third Valentine's hour gang. Valentine's Day. All you can eat, by the way. All you can eat. When we come back, some life lessons about love, about relationships on this Valentine's Day, like how to figure out your partner's love language. Oh, maybe it's cookies. Third hour today. Right back after this. This one's over. going to continue our celebration of Valentine's Day with some life lessons about love. Now, the holidays typically focused on romance, but we want to talk about all types of love, whether it's with a partner, a family member, a friend. And uh-huh. here with her sweet advice, psychotherapist Nero Feliciano. Nero, good to see Happy you. Happy Valentine's, Valentine's Day. So, yeah. so why is this important uh, to get love in different kind of aspects from uh, the different people in our lives. It is so important. And especially if you don't feel lucky today on Valentine's Day, it's important to know we need love for many different sources, many different types of love. And what that does is it's important for our well-being. And it also strengthens our relationship with our primary person. For example, my husband is so lucky that I have girlfriends to talk about certain things <laughs> because he does not want to well, hear we about like know. waxing issues yeah, and, yeah. you know, rom-com. So it's important to know that each of those types of love can be as fulfilling and make us feel valuable. Mm-hmm. So it's important that we invest in those areas too. I was looking at that friendships, family, yourself, to those in need. There are other ways mm-hmm. to love. Let's talk about love languages. Yes. Is it important for you to just know your spouse's love language or your friend's love language? Because you should, you should, I don't think it's always going to be the same. Right. It's not always going to be the same. It is so important. And this is a concept developed by psychologist Gary Chapman in his pivotal book on relationships. And oftentimes we don't know. There's a way to discover it. But look what happens if you don't and you're communicating in a way that the spouse doesn't understand. So, so now- these are the languages. These are the languages. In fact, once I remember you saying that you really wanted a massage mm-hmm. for some holiday. Yes. So your love language might be gifts, thoughtful mm-hmm. things that you appreciate. Right. But if we're speaking a language that's not um, your partner's language, for example, Chanel say said to you, eres una amiga muy especial, a mí me encanta su blusa. What, what would you say? Me gusta su camión. Ah, sí. No, but no, but I know what you but mean. But you understood what I was saying. Yeah. But if I, <laughs> if I, if I said that to you, you might not know. Yeah, and what right, happens, sure. then we experience that disconnect mm-hmm. in a relationship that over time is difficult. Yeah. And yeah. how we develop our love languages depends on how we saw love growing up. For me, mm-hmm. you know, I remember always Chris Rock once said, all women need is food, water, and compliments. Yeah. That, that was me because I had words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. But my husband never got that memo that when we so got good. married. Yeah. And he, the memo he got was, 
Love is service. Acts His family. Service. That's yes. my language. Put food on the table. Keep the lights on. Mm-hmm. So when we got married, he's vacuuming. And I'm like, that's nice. But where are my compliments? I love that. Yeah. That's right? a really good point. So we had to learn it. Can course. the love language change over time? It sure can. Because after four kids in 20 years, nothing speaks love to me more than loading a dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it can. That's good. Yeah. But that's we good. can ask certain questions to find out. Yeah, what okay. are those two key questions? One is, what do I do? to make you feel loved? And what could I do to make you feel more loved? Wow. You know, I once asked this question to my 12-year-old and she said, make me chicken nuggets more often. Aww. And I was like, that's her love language. That's really It can be so simple yeah. like that. Okay, we're all going to go home and ask these two questions. What, what's your advice? And, and to be to be clear, I'm not asking for myself. Okay. Okay, I'm asking on behalf of the audience. Uh, your advice on this Valentine's Day, folks, who maybe they've been in a relationship for years. Maybe they've been married for years. And Valentine's Day just doesn't have the same spark. Which is very normal, especially in longer term relationships. And today can be hard because everyone around you is saying you need Mm -hmm. to feel it, right? Mm -hmm. So one thing to know, like any of the things we've talked about, joy, contentment, love is a choice. Mm -hmm. The feelings of love are going to come and go. But if we want to experience them consistently in our life, we have to choose love over and over again. Anyone who doesn't think love is a choice has not been in a relationship long mm. enough, choose right? Love. Choose okay. love. And what we think about in our culture is if I feel love, then I can do the things that are loving. Mm. But actually, it works the opposite. And we see this neurochemically. The feelings of love follow the actions of love. Mm. What do you mean? So, for example, early on in a relationship, there's a lot of dopamine, that new pleasure, Mm -hmm. that excitement Mm -hmm. that fades over time. But we can actually do things to elicit dopamine, planning things to look forward to, approaching Mm -hmm. our partners with curiosity, Mm -hmm. asking questions, date night, dreaming. Those kind of things are choosing love that then elicit dopamine in our relationships. And what we see is after 20 years, Mm -hmm. couples who are happy, that dopamine um, spikes again, according to the research. Oxytocin. What about people? Who, who are single right now mm, that's and good. don't have that kind of love? What, how do they navigate yes, that? Yes, I love that question. Like I said, all love is valuable and make us feel fulfilled. We can even stimulate the love hormone, even when you're single, through oxytocin. A 20-second hug, a friend, a pet can make us feel mm-hmm. love. But I would say if you're single, when there are so many people who are worthy of your love. If you look at elderly people, lonely people, children, organizations, Mm -hmm. volunteering, oftentimes, especially on today, giving love has even more benefits than receiving it Mm -hmm. today. We see that neurochemically. And love yourself. We have so many capacities to meet our own needs and make us feel fulfilled and satisfied in life. Wow. That's great. great. Thank you so much. We needed that today. It's in us a bill. (laughs) All right. Up next, we are feeling the love in Studio 1A. Ziggy Marley, Kingsley Benadir, and Lashana Lynch are all here to tell us about the new movie. It's an iconic movie. I'm hearing about it already. It's a new Bob Marley biopic. And then later, travel ideas you're going to love. We are celebrating our favorite romantic comedies with vacations inspired by the movies. We'll be right back. The legend of Cayman Jack is just around the corner. With blue agave nectar, real lime juice, and cane sugar. Discover legendary tastes with America's number one margarita. Premium flavored malt beverage. Please drink responsibly. All registered trademarks used under license by American Vintage Beverage Company, Chicago, Illinois. AT&T is opening connected learning centers across the country. Opening doors for students in need by giving them access to free high-speed internet, computers, and educational resources that can keep them learning. 
It's just part of our ongoing commitment to help more students stay connected. Because when students stay connected, they get closer to their dreams. To learn more, visit att.com slash connected learning. All right, it is fitting on this day of love to be talking about the legendary Bob Marley, whose story is coming to the big screen in the new biopic, Bob Marley, One Love. Bob's son, Ziggy Marley, is one of the film's producers. Actor Kingsley Benadire, who has taken on Malcolm X and played a Ken in the Barbie movie, stars as the nice Jamaican icon. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And Lashana Lynch, the first female 007 in No Time to Die, and the fierce warrior oh. in The Woman King, yes. plays Bob's widow, Rita. Here's a glimpse at, at the two as reggae royalty. When you write, Dad? All my life. Yeah. That mean you're ready. Mm. Oh. Yes. Ziggy Marley, Lashana Lynch, Kingsley Benadire. Good morning. Wow. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> and, from, and coming from you. I know, yes. I know. So, I mean, this is a film, and this is what I find fascinating in terms of, of the approach to, to making this film. You focus on two years primarily, 1976 to 1978, as I understand it. Why focus on, on that particular time period, too? Yeah, that period of time was a very um, life-changing period for my father. Um, he went through a lot. Emotionally, psychologically, and um, he got shot, had to leave, diagnosed with cancer, had to make decisions. And he came to a conclusion at the end of that time period that his life wasn't for him. His life is for people. And so that's who Bob Marley is, you know. So that time period really let us know who Bob Marley is. What do you think your father would have said about the, the finished product? Well, he would say that the good thing is that you have a message that goes with it. It's not just a vanity project. It's not just mm -hmm. a film about the person, but a film about a message that it carries, you know? Yeah, you know, Kingsley, I, I got to imagine that there was, or let me ask, was there some trepidation about stepping into such an iconic role that a, a person who is fused into our memories, uh, I mean, you had Ziggy on set to help you along with it, but w w did you have some some reservations about this? I said no. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes I say no, and then sometimes I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. There, there, like, it's ups and downs, you know, so there, mm -hmm. there were moments where, I, you know, where I was internally freaking out, but <laughs> it was more like, yeah, yes, yes and no. Like, yeah. of course, there's pressure, but there's always pressure. But I knew everyone was around and yeah. like Ziggy and everyone approved. And I, I just wanted everyone to know where I was starting from, mm. which was scratch. Mm. Musically, Jamaican patois, singing I don't do. You know, I was really at the beginning. And then when I started studying Bob, I really, re I didn't realize, I didn't really know anything about Bob at all. Really? I just, I, well, no, because I think we all have an idea of who Bob is. Mm -hmm. We all attach to a part of Bob that we want to, we want him to be, right. you know, whether it's the rebel, whether it's the yep. love poet, what, you yep. know what I mean? Yep. We, everyone has an idea, but then we start asking people, they're like, I don't really know anything about Bob. Mm. And I, I definitely remember the first few days before I auditioned, like watching Bob and listening to him going like, I don't know any of this. Wow. You know, I don't, I don't, I've never really heard him. It's just sound bites, little bits, the famous songs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But when I started really studying him, I was like, there's a lot more, you know. Mm. 
the music. I must have known ten, twenty percent of it. But yeah. I studied all of the albums, all of the lyrics, translating all of the lyrics to really understand what Bob's saying in all of those songs. And then suddenly, it's revealed. You know, the genius yeah. just takes on another level.、Um, so yeah. Was I scared? Yeah, different. different, different <laughs> well, you, we can look at this、yeah. until you、yeah. met the moment. So,、yeah. Lashana, let me bring you in here. What does Bob Marley mean to you? It's like he said, everybody kind of has something that they feel it makes it feel special to him. To yeah,、you. I listen. My parents were born in Jamaica. I'm of Jamaican heritage. I'm very proud of that. I always wrote my culture into my into my artistry,、um, but I also had an education. And I needed the education. I'm so glad that、um, for the moments when I thought I knew Bob, or I thought I knew Mrs. Marley, or I thought I knew the Marley family, and I got a chance to really go in depth into the emotion, the care,、um, the time that they've put into their craft, the time that Mrs. Marley has put into herself、mm. in order to be the balanced human being that she was and still is for Bob.、Yeah. And Ziggy, you wanted to make sure that your dad was. Still a part of this film, and、yeah. you did that through his vocals. How did yeah, you incorporate yeah, yeah. him? Well, his voice is there for represent him. Well, this is the Bob Marley film. We need Bob Marley in the film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So his voice represent him,、um, and his message, you know. So we keep that as as a foundation、mm-hmm. that helps us to build everything around that. Yeah, and. Kingsley, excuse me.、Uh, is it you were filming the Barbie movie at the time that you were preparing for this? Is it true you had like a rehearsal spot behind one of the dojos? No, just whenever they called cut. Okay, I would run behind the Mojo Dojo caster and listen to Bob. Are you serious? <laughs>、oh, that's, that's amazing.、Funny. That's great. That's pretty awesome. It's too much work to do.、Uh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Use all the gaps. <laughs> so good. Lashana, preparing to play Rita, who's also a producer、um, on on the film as well. You were able to to. Essentially, sit at the feet of of the character you were playing. What was that like?、Mm. Yeah, I literally did sit at her feet. <laughs> I came in with literally. I came in with a plan. I'm going to go in. I have my full notebook of questions. I'm going to get the answers. Going to bring it back to set. Ronaldo is going to have all the things. I'm going to know exactly what to do. And as soon as I walked in, that notebook stayed in my bag. There was no <laughs> chance I was going to ask the questions, and my body just naturally did that kind of the student thing.、Mm. I sat at her feet, crossed my legs, and just looked up at her and absorbed. Absorbed what she was giving me in order to portray her in the the most authentic way,、um, and I did literally feel like a student. Kind of felt like a I don't know her child, like a new child that had been introduced yeah. to her. Yeah. Yeah. Picked it up by osmosis. Yeah, exactly. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank, thank you guys. We could talk to you for an hour.、Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. Bob Marley, One Love in theaters today. All right. Well, just ahead, planning a romantic trip for this Valentine's Day. We have some travel ideas plucked straight from the beloved rom-coms. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back on this Valentine's Day. And if your love language is quality time, how about a trip inspired by some classic romantic comedies? Here with vacation destinations from the films we all love is Vice President of Global PR at Virtuoso, Misty Bellis. Misty, good morning to you.、Oh, good morning. Happy Valentine's, Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. This is a fun idea. So let's start with one of our favorites, a classic, "My Best Friend's Wedding." Oh, that is such a fan favorite, and it really showcases Chicago so nicely.、Mm-hmm. It does.、Um, the best way to really enjoy this is to take in the architecture through a CAC river cruise, just、mm-hmm. like they did in the movie. And their season actually starts up again next month, but the tickets go on sale this Friday,、um, and it'll run about fifty-four dollars per person. Okay. okay. Now, if you are plotting to overthrow a wedding, where else do you do it? <laughs> but in your hotel room at the famous Drake Hotel. 
Oh. Yeah, it's really Class. nice. And you can stay in this room 703, which oh. is exactly where they oh, wow. filmed. Oh, wow. The rate's going to start at 175 a night, and they have a fun Valentine special that's running through the end of the month. And then fans may remember that Kimmy's father owned the White Sox. So we also recommend that you take in a White Sox game oh, while you're there at Guaranteed Rate Field, which was in the movie. <laughs> and uh, home opener is next month, March 28th. Oh, wow. So that's you're just that would time. be a fun date. Yeah. That would be fun. Right? Okay, so this next movie, I mean, it was the hit of the summer, earned $170 million at the box office worldwide. Anyone but you. Anyone but you. Sydney. Absolutely. It is like a love letter to Sydney. Mm. It really just highlights that beautiful, beautiful city. And your first stop has to be, of course, the Sydney Opera House. It is iconic, and you uh, see it throughout the movie. You can do a backstage tour there, and it'd be about $115. But you can actually propose on the stage. So you can't get more romantic than that. That's pretty cool that they'll give you access to do that. They do, yeah. Now, if you're a little bit more adventurous, you can also do the Sydney uh, Harbor Bridge climb. Oh, that's great. It's really cool. I've done that. that. You've done it as well. The yep. views are amazing, aren't they? Beautiful. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And so it's about 200 per person to do that or 100 per um, child. So it is family friendly as well. Mm, that's scary. Well, they, you're clipped <laughs> in the entire time. Yes. Yeah. So it's very safe. Um, we also recommend you check out the beaches while you're in Sydney because oh. they have some beautiful ones. And Bondi um, Iceberg Club is where we recommend you go. It is a swimming club that dates back to 1929. Okay. And you get the feel of the open ocean, but uh, get to swim there mm-hmm. for 650 And it is summertime right there. It is, yeah. So it's a perfect time mm-hmm. for that. And then while you're there, we recommend staying at the Sydney um, Intercontinental Hotel. Beautiful property. Oh, views yeah. just yeah. soar over the Opera House and the Harbor. Mm-hmm. And the oh, rates God. there are going to start at about 340 a night. Okay. Can't really talk rom-coms without... Talking Hugh Grant, hard to believe oh, that yes. this is the 30th anniversary of Four Weddings and a Funeral. I know, and I have to admit, this is one of my all-time favorites, <laughs> yeah. so I love doing this one. It's filmed all throughout England, London, Essex, Surrey, but really you have to start off in Amersham and head to a little pub called The King's Arms. That served as the exterior for uh, the Lucky Boatman Inn, which is oh. where Charles... Uh, finds Carrie. Now, the interiors are shot at the neighboring property called the Crown Hotel, and you can stay there and actually in the room where they filmed, which is room 101, and the rate's going to start at about 330 a night, Mm -hmm. and it will include breakfast. Um, Then head to London and head to the um, uh, British Film Institute. Outside of the BFI are the steps where Charles professes his love, quoting Mm. David Cassidy (laughs) right there, so it's a fun little spot. And then lastly, head to um, St. Barbara St. Bartholomew the Great, which is this beautiful 12th century Norman church. Um, And it's where the fourth wedding was supposed to take place before... Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. cute. Love letters, San Francisco. This is actually one I actually saw. Always be my may- my my maybe mm-hmm. with with Ali Wong. Yeah, this is a really fun one as well. And San Francisco mm-hmm. is really at the heart of it, and so is food, since Ali Wong's character is a chef. So we recommend starting at the heart of the city farmers market mm-hmm. in UM Plaza. It's open just twice a, a week, so um, Sunday or Wednesday. Be sure to stop in there, and then head to Clement Street, which is often considered San Francisco's second Chinatown. Mm-hmm. Um, given dim sum was uh, sort of at the heart of the movie yeah. in that cuisine, sure. it's the perfect place to go for that and for mm-hmm. the soup dumpling. And then um, 
uh, if Maximal is the restaurant that you're looking for, which is where Keanu Reeves was introduced into the movie and that great cameo right. performance, it does not actually exist, but oh. it was built oh. within the Contemporary Jewish Museum. So you can go and Ooh. see that space, but mm-hmm. sadly the restaurant's not there. Yeah, that's interesting. And then lastly, yes. the um, penthouse that was featured in there, which is this beautiful, gorgeous, sprawling space that's welcomed heads of state and celebrities. Well, you can head there, too, and like they'll the happily welcome you at the yes. Fairmont San Francisco for $22,000 a night for the oh, suite, okay. or you can stay in a room which will start at 290 dollars Much okay. better. Much a little better. more reasonable. Yes. Thank you, Missy. This, this is thank great. You. Thank right? you. We should mention that Missy is a paid employee of Virtuoso, which represents the Intercontinental Sydney and the Fairmont San Francisco. Be right back. Thank you, Missy. Tomorrow on the third hour of today, an early look at some of the best President's Day deals. Coming up on Hoda and Jenna, we've got filmmaker Tyler Perry and actor uh, Trevante Rhodes. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Happy Valentine's Day. Have a great day. You're right. (laughs) AT&T is opening connected learning centers across the country. Opening doors for students in need by giving them access to free high-speed internet, computers, and educational resources that can keep them learning. It's just part of our ongoing commitment to help more students stay connected. Because when students stay connected, they get closer to their dreams. To learn more, visit att.com slash connected learning.